0: Good morning. I have to start out apologizing. There's a little bit of mix-up on my part. Uh, judging by the bullet, bulletin, I was just supposed to read scripture and then walk off. But when uh, Mark told me, I was of the understanding I was supposed to give a speech. And I thought it was going to be more of like a scared straight type deal, or like a comedy roast of Drew. So. By the time I realized what it was supposed to be about, it was already halfway written, so part of that's already in there, so I apologize if, uh, if I offend y'all because I didn't want to rewrite it, so we're just going to go from there. And there will be quite a bit of humor in here, so please laugh. Uh, he told me there's no time limit or anything, so next hour and a half I got y'all. Uh, it would help if you laugh or go a lot longer, and I'll just go till I get laughs, so, so I'd appreciate it. So, uh, I can go for about five minutes at a time of, of being serious, then i got to go home, take a nap, recoup, and I can come back and be serious for another five minutes. So, that's where we're going to go from here. Uh, but he told me the, the topic on this, what he wanted me to speak about was uh, just encompassing the value of having family, having uh, church life, um, Having that support in your life from your, your teens moving on into your adult life, um, which I completely agree with. Um, I mean, I'm going to have to rely on my experiences growing up because that's all I have to go off of. Um, so that's what you're going to get from me. Uh, so, Drew, this is the beginning of your adult life. Um, are you 17 or are you 18 now? 17, how long until you turn 18? Uh, Next April. Oh, you got a year? Oh, shoot. All right. Well, you were homeschooled? Okay. So I don't have to talk real slow for you then to understand. All right. Okay. Well, because you went to homeschool, not public school like me. So So thankfully, we don't have any public school kids here because I'd have to talk real slow so they'd understand what's going on. Uh, so you've got a year left of your life. You can do any of the, make any of the choices you want. After you turn 18, though, you are punishable by law, and you will go to big jail, okay? <laughs> That's the only thing that changes. All right. So really, this is because you are going to be going off. So even though you're not 18 yet, this really is the beginning of, of your adult life. Uh, it's new. It's exciting. It's scary. Um, it's, it's a whole different world, really. Because um, you'll, you'll start making the choices that they're going to carry through the rest of your life. I mean, they'll, they'll follow you the rest of your life. Where you'll start making really big decisions, good or bad, that they will start following you the rest of your life. So that's something you have to have in the back of your mind. Okay? Uh, and I'm hearing a lot of mm-hmm, so I know a lot of people have made those choices, like me. <laughs> um, so you're going to be going to college, going to Hillsdale okay so or randall Randall. i don't want to get sued i'm sorry it's randall (laughs) so (laughs) uh, so you'll you'll kind of be insulated a bit um like you were in home school um as for me i went to Chickasha, so i went to liberal arts college Um, it was just a whole variety of people from all walks of life so i wasn't as insulated even though it was still a small school um for me it was very eye-opening because I met a whole bunch of people that, I mean, were from everywhere. I mean, all, all over the world went to, to school there. So I was seeing different, um, different people that uh, didn't grow up Christian, which was weird to me because, I mean, I was here. I was born and raised here, so um, I just thought everybody was a Christian. I mean, I knew there were other religions, but I thought they were somewhere else in the world. They weren't here because um, that's all I knew. Um, so y- you may, I don't know, experience that at Hillsdale, at least being in Moore, if you go out, I know it's going to be weird, you're going to have to start talking to people since you were homeschooled, you'll actually have to interact with humans. Um, so that'll be a weird experience too. <laughs> but uh, you're going to start meeting, meeting friends, um, some of them will care a lot about you, others won't care much at all about you, even though they'll be friends. They just won't care. Um, so you'll have, to, you'll have to dive through that and, and fumble through it. Uh, you're gonna find people that will intentionally uh, try to corrupt you just because you're a Christian, you claim to be a Christian, they're gonna try to intentionally lead you somewhere else just to see if they can. Okay, that's something you'll, you'll experience. Um, you seem a lot smarter than me. <laughs> so if you're already asking questions and stuff about your faith, um, for me, I had I didn't really have to um, didn't have to go through that. I just um, in, until I went to college, um, I just this is where I was, this is what I knew, this is what I was taught. So it wasn't something I had to question until I went to college. Had to start meeting people that were throwing a whole lot of different things to me of Oh, you don't you don't have to live that way. You can live this way. Um, so I started to question, well, is, is Christianity is that really what I believe? And I mean, ultimately, I came up with yes, that is exactly what I believe. But it was something that you actually have to sit down and and evaluate in your life, um, which which is a beautiful thing, um, if if you come to that knowledge and that that uh, fervent, I guess, belief that this is what I really truly believe. Um the thing is, for me, having the church support and actually staying here, which I was lucky enough to be close enough that I still came to church here um, on weekends and i didn't I didn't miss out on here. I mean this was home for me, so it was great to be at college, experience all that stuff, but then come back every Sunday and still be here and I still got to see those. Those people that I knew and loved and respected, and, and and cherished their their friendships, helped guide me through that process, and and keep me grounded. Um, in you know this is this is the way to live. Okay, this is this is right. This is true, and and that's how I came to my ultimate yeah. Christianity is is right. Um, uh, so going to the verse that I should have just read and walked off. Um, <laughs> Hebrews 10, 24, and 25. Um, that's where we kind of get uh, the commandment of, let's say a commandment, we get the instruction. Uh, it says, Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Let us not get up, give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, which I would point to some as examples, but they're not here. Uh, But let us encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. So, uh, I I personally like the King James version of where it says, uh, "It says not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together." So, to me, that kind of gives me the picture of don't turn your back on the on the church. Don't don't turn away. (laughs) Um, I think that's that's vitally important um, as a Christian to be together with other Christians. And keeping yourself grounded in, in what you, you believe and you know. And it's of utmost importance, I think, uh, to develop those friendships with, I, which I like older people better than young people anyways, but um, be with the older people, get to know them, seek out their wisdom, because they've been through all this stuff. Uh, they've been through the junk and they know how to uh, continue on. They can tell you, "Yeah, that's a good decision." Now, that's pretty. That's pretty bad. I've done that before. That's not a good idea. They'll put you in jail. <laughs> okay, so go with that. Um, Proverbs kind of expounds upon that. I think a little bit. It's um, twenty-seven, seventeen. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. That's just to me. That's the you be with the Christians. You're, you're giving them your your thoughts, what you're going through, and those that are really, really wise, they can help you and you are you're, you're putting your knowledge together you're, you're sharpening as as for me just visually just it's rubbing against each other, and you're getting sharper and sharper so in your faith that's seek out those that are that are really wise um, and, and you'll be all the better for it um, And just going into my experience um, for college, um, you'll find some people, as I said before, that really don't care about you. They act like they do, but they they really don't. You're gonna find that throughout your life. Um, That's just the way it is. Um, So I think being in church, being involved, can kind of help purge some of that out and help you realize that pretty quick. Um, and, and that will help you infinitely um, throughout your life and save you from a lot of heartache uh, if you just stay stay grounded in church um, for me even though it could have been I, I was kind of on that point where I could have gone one of two ways I mean I was, always grew up here I could have gone out and experienced whatever they had to offer out there and gone a completely different route um, had I've not come back to church had I stayed away and just stayed, stayed down there. I mean, there was so much more for me to do that would have been a whole lot of fun, but then I would have had a whole lot of regret later down, down the road. So staying here kept me from having a whole lot of heartache. And so I, that's why I encourage you, um, whether it's here or another church out in Moore or wherever, wherever God is calling you to be, I highly, highly encourage you to go there. Um, and be active, be involved, um, because that will save you from a whole lot of heartache that I've seen from others and and, and heard about. So that's my encouragement to you. Um, Beyond college, um, it's awesome. Um, Well, college is 100 times better than homeschool. Uh, (laughs) But you're going to have to get out into the sun, get a tan. You are going to have to talk to people, which is weird. But it is harder because you actually have to work to be the top of your class. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But beyond college, uh, going on into life and stuff, it it is awesome. It is great. Um, It is a lot harder, uh, but it's worth it. you're gonna find going out on the workforce or starting a family and all that stuff, um, it's great. um, But I think the attacks become, um, the attacks on your Christianity, I think become a lot stronger um, because you're out on your own. You're, You're an adult at that point. I mean, you're making your own decisions. While in college, you're still kind of in that weird, kind of a kid, kind of an adult, a kid with responsibilities basically. Um, but once you get out, I mean, it's all on you. Um, so those attacks, those people that you come in contact with, um, they, they become more personal, um, on on the attacks on your faith. At least for me, it has, because I found a lot more people, uh, just in my career, um, of they really want to corrupt you. Um, whether it's intentional or not, um, I just think they, they see a Christian and they see an opportunity to attack, um. And it's tough. It's it's very difficult because a lot of the stuff that they're wanting you to do or be involved in, it seems pretty appealing. I mean, it seems like yeah, that sounds awesome. Uh, till you actually step back and think, uh, is that really what God wants for me? And whenever you whenever you pair it with that, then that's that's the scales that you have to put it on. And um, for for me, the church has always kept me grounded. On mm, that's probably probably not what God wants me to do. It's probably not where where he wants me to be um, and has saved me um, numerous times. <laughs> um, I, I could go on. I mean uh, First Peter kind of talks about that um, um, comparing Satan to uh, a, a, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour which I found the case. Um, and if you're if you're out on your own and you're not coming to church is like the times that I've spent, I'd say like a month or two, where I'm not in church, I feel that. I feel alone, I feel like I'm like I'm more susceptible to attacks, because um, I just I don't have that support from, from everybody, that encouragement, that wisdom, and I feel out on my own, and I feel like uh, it's a lot easier for me to to get pushed off into a different different path so to speak Um, so that's that's another thing I just another reason why I would say man stay grounded in church whether it's here or somewhere else stay there Um, that's basically um, the nuggets of what what I have for you Um, I know that's not what he wanted but that's what you got (laughs) so for the next hour we're going to talk about uh, (laughs) finances <laughs> now, that, that's, that's pretty much the nugget of, of what I've had to experience and where I'm at. Um, so, I just kind of say in conclusion, man, get your life together. <laughs> you want to end up like me? Come on, man. All right. But in all seriousness, congrats, man. You're going to do great. And then seek God, and everything else will fall into place. That, that's the end of it. So, all right. Thanks. <laughs>
1: awesome I I really don't need to say anything I mean that that's exactly it and he summed it up and I I love his truth and candor um, his uh, you know joyful fun and loving spirit and everything that he he did and I noticed one thing when Kyle was talking there who was he talking to I think he was talking to Drew for sure yeah so what I want to say is to Drew but since you're here you know I invite you to listen I'll start with a story I heard about two college football players who were taking a final exam this final exam was really important because if they did not succeed they failed this test and they would not be able to play In the big game that weekend so as they were taking the test they came to the last question on the test and the question was a fill in the blank the question said old McDonald had a blank I, I think I heard somebody say it so good job out there but Bubba leaned over and he said to tiny tiny i don't know this one what did old mcdonald have tiny leaned over and he said bubba you are so stupid everybody knows what old mcdonald had he had a farm oh yeah yeah that's right he had a farm Bubba leaned back over to tiny and says how do you spell farm Tiny said, "Bubba, you are so stupid. Everybody knows this. It's E I E I O." <laughs> so, Drew, was that on any of your final exam? That question? No. no? <laughs> oh my goodness. So we all take tests, right? I mean, it, it's just a part of living, it's a part of life. It, it starts when we're young and it just goes and goes through the remainder of our human existence. We're always facing some kind of test. And there are basically three ways that you can approach preparation for a test. One is wing it, right? Anybody ever wing it? Yeah, okay, or you could cheat. That's another thing that you could do. Or you could study it. So here's the facts about those three approaches. To wing it requires no effort, right? No effort required. To cheat it, then you have to dive into some misguided, uh, misdirected effort and then to study it really it's just a it's it's an effort of diligence you know where you decide this is going to be my approach I'm going to be serious minded about this I'm going to be intentional about this so that I can ultimately succeed so you know you're taking tests as you live Drew uh, some of them have to do with you know subjects like math and English and science and all of that kind of thing but the the other tests that you've have have faced in life to this point would be you know for example patience you know has have you ever had your patience tested (laughs) okay (laughs) or your faith you know uh, this morning whenever Chad was speaking he talked about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel those individuals who um, at some point in their experience, their faith was put to the test. Uh, your endurance gets tested. Um, your obedience gets tested at times through life. Uh, the, the ability to be dependable, you know, gets tested. So really, I want to say that uh, what Kyle was getting at, you know, is that this is the best test prep study group ever. The church. The family of God. A variety of experience exists here. A variety of perspective exists here because of the experiences that people have. And I know that I wanna share my experiences with other people because I believe it to be helpful. It was helpful to me to walk through certain things but, you know, it, 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 typically when people depend on their experience only, their experience only, it becomes a foolish route to winning and succeeding and learning those kinds of things. When you pass up all of the network, you know, of resources that you have in the local church and individuals, who have a, a personal faith and walk with Jesus Christ, who have found themselves face, facing difficulty at times, you pass all of that up just to say, okay, I'm going to just do it on my own. Then you forfeit a wealth of opportunity uh, to avoid a lot of pain and the things, some of the things that Kyle talked about there. The, the Bible is clear about how this is all set up and what the purpose of the the church is. And it's a unified approach. And the scripture that your dad had in his letter to you bears that out and talks about that, that the church is well-equipped to be that study group, that test prep, best ever test prep group that we could be in. Because of the types of things, the variety of things that we experience, we get tested by in life. Uh, in, prep, in prepping for tests in school, I remember that I always did better if I studied with somebody else. I remember uh, in seminary, uh, whenever I was in graduate studies, I had a very unique uh, study group once and it was um, a couple of friends of mine, some of you may know Mike Garner, and then another individual that I met at, at, at seminary, and then a guy named Rick Stanley. Anybody know who Rick Stanley is? He was the, the uh, step-brother of Elvis Presley. So he, you know, he was a guy who had a, a lot of troublesome life experiences. He was in that study group. We'd, sometimes we would meet and we would spend all night preparing for an exam or a final exam. I always found that it was best whenever I could network with others to get ready for one of those tests. The same thing is true in life and it translates. So when you read passages like Romans and you read 1 Corinthians 12 and and you read Ephesians chapter 4, which is the verse that I targeted for this uh, message today, talking about how that God has already prepared Jesus as the head of the church. He's already prepared these resources for us. They are here in the, the body of Christ and they all serve a particular and specific purpose, right? So that we in unity can succeed and we can grow up and become complete in Jesus Christ and so that we can be successful at leading others and sharing our experience with them, which is something that you're going to want to do. You're going to want to take the things that you've learned and you're going to want to share those with others as you go through life and you establish relationships. The world that we live in, you know, has certainly changed. And I'm older than you, your parents are older than you, and there are individuals here who are older than me, and we all represent a generation of people. And over the last two generations, let's say, of uh, life in America, things have really changed when it comes to the church. So if you look at statistics, you would see that church attendance and involvement over the last two generations, about 60 years, it's, it's cut in half. It's about 50% of what it used to be. And it's not just church, but it's community. Community. That has also dropped off. So people used to you know, get involved and in, in participate in a bowling league, you know, or um, a lodge of some sort, some uh, community club or whatever. That, that really is not something that's happening a whole lot anymore. But people truly now are living more isolated lives, right, where they separate themselves from community. I put some verses in the bulletin for you to just look at uh, when you have time <clears throat> in Matthew how that Jesus selected a diverse group of individuals. They represented us a wide spectrum of personalities and skills and abilities. And, um, then, it t- and then it takes you through, and you can see this throughout the Gospels, how that they were tested. And how that as they faced tests of, of patience and humility and their faith, love, etc., obedience, as they faced these tests, they relied on one another. They communicated with one another. And this is the design of the church. A reading in Acts chapter 2, where they were meeting together and encouraging one another that's the design and Christ is at the head of that body the best ever test prep group that you can be a part of is the church I appreciate so much what Kyle had to say about how that he relied on that he looked to that he benefited from that to keep him grounded and on the right track so you know there's always something that comes along that he alluded to this, you know, seems tempting or is it, hey, this is a better deal. I think that's how people get away from, you know, attending church. Something better comes along or at least in their mind it's better and they may experiment with it. But we live in isolation a lot and I don't want you to do that. I want you to be in the church. I want you to be in the family of God. I want you to have this test prep group where you can go and you say, hey, I came across something this week in my life and experience that I really don't know what to do about. And I'd like to listen to you tell me what you think. And that loving member of the body of Christ, whether they're, you know, the ears, the eyes, the hands, the feet, whatever, will be able to, to speak life into that situation, and truth into that situation, <clears throat> excuse me, whatever it is. So, you know, it, it's a warning, yeah. Don't find yourself isolated, living online maybe, you know, and trying to find your community in some public forum online or private forum online. Don't don't try to do that. You know, you can look me eyeball to eyeball. We can have that man-to-man conversation about anything. You can do that with your dad. You might not want to do that with your dad or your mom sometimes. Been there and done that. We all have. But truly, God has set this right. He wanted his disciples to, to live in community. He wanted them to be a part of community. He wanted them to fulfill their roles and responsibilities in the body of Christ as he called them to do so. God's calling you to do the same, to fulfill your role there, and to be faithful to that. Here's a couple more things to think about. Eight percent of Americans, only eight percent, in this poll said that they've had a conversation with their neighbor in the previous year. That's kind of crazy, isn't it? Eight percent, less than a tenth of all of the folks who have neighbors say they can remember having a conversation with their neighbor in the last year. Uh, George Gallup, anybody ever hear Gallup? The, the, The polling agency and individual behind it, says that Americans are some of the most lonely people on the planet. In fact, since 1980, loneliness has doubled. It's now at about 35% of individuals who admit to being chronically lonely. That means they're always lonely. They go to sleep lonely. They wake up lonely. They go through their days, their activities, their conversations and relationships as a lonely person. 35% of people. I graduated high school in 1980, so it's been a while. But at that time, if you asked people, how many, pe- how many individuals do you have in your life that you can confide in? The average was three. They had three people that they knew they could go to, they could sit down with, and they could talk to and confide in. Now, 25% of Americans say that they have zero. So, a fourth, you know, one out of four of us don't have anybody. And I'm just speaking in a wide term here of everybody. Here in the church, in the body of Christ, we know that that's not true. And it's part of why we're here each day, each, each time that, that we come together to worship. Uh, sometimes, you know what, well, let me just say it this way. I spent, I have spent over half of my adult life with teenagers. I spent about 26 years working every day, every night as a youth pastor. And so I've seen individuals grow up in the church. I'm one of those. You're one of those. Right? And those individuals sometimes stick with it you know, and they, they follow the advice. They want this help group. They want this study group to prepare for exams and know what to do when the tests come. Others, you know, they decide, well, as soon as they graduate, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out and I'm going to, before it's too late, I'm going to sow my oats, so to speak. I'm going to do whatever. I'm going to make my own way. And then the results of winging it Right? That's one way to try to prepare for a test. The results of winging it are sad and sometimes unbelievably tragic. Right? That is not at all what I want for you. No, not at all. And and even when we stay close to the church, like James says, to count it all joy when you fall into these varieties of tests and trials because it's for your benefit in the end that those come your way, they come our way. Jesus knew what he was doing when he selected these men and he put them in community. And then you see that concept flourish throughout the New Testament and how that the church Added numbers to their, um, bot to the body of Christ daily as they were meeting together and sharing with one another. I just I I thank I thank God for people like Kyle, you know. And I'm I'm not just trying to toot your horn there, brother. But <laughs> I appreciate the fact that you know in your rearing, your mom and dad, you followed that idea, you followed that example, and you, you stuck with that. And I, in our conversation with one another, you know, I mentioned that you are having impact with people in this congregation associated with, who are associated with you In ways that you don't even realize and that is true of anyone who networks puts themselves in a position to uh, benefit from the family of God and the help that the family of God gives so all of it goes to the glory of God and we know that it's not just church That's important here, right? The most important part of all of that is your personal relationship and walk with Jesus Christ on a daily basis. But you cannot get away from the importance that the Bible places on the church and the extensive network of help that's there for you, right? If you've... To everyone who's here, so if you have been the beneficiary of the Church of the Living God making a difference in your life and helping you pass tests, let me see your hand and say amen. Amen. All right. That is so true. And in just finishing this up, I'll just say that my teen years were a little bit tough. When it came to sorting things out spiritually, I wasn't, I wasn't tempted by things, you know, but I sure gave a lot of thought to this battle that, that waged in my soul and in my heart of what God was leading me to, you know, and there were, there were some individuals who were there in my life at that time who proved to be very instrumental in sharing their wisdom experience with me and and helped me get through that and to settle some things spiritually that needed to be settled. And so I encourage you to do that. I appreciate you and anyone who's approaching graduation. I know we have some who are coming next year it, it varies from year to year here. I mean, part of the time that uh, I was a youth pastor here at the church, we had as many as 24 individuals who graduated from high school in one year. You know, we celebrated with all of those as well. So church fa- the church family, I encourage you and I challenge you to be there for Drew and any others who are, you know, facing a test in life. I'm sure that you lock arms and, you know, grip one another's hands as you get through weeks now when something comes your way. Reach across the aisle to someone that you sit by in church and you have conversations about real life stuff, tests that we face, and uh, getting through. All right, let's stand together. And I think we're just gonna conclude here this morning with a prayer, all right? We, we won't have any concluding music or anything, just maybe a, a benediction um, played by our brother Ed. Appreciate him. Well, let's pray together. Father, I pray that you would bless Drew, and in his life, God, that you would give him the strength on a daily basis as you have promised it to us. We put our faith in you, Uh, to believe in you and to walk with you. I pray that you would strengthen him each day for that. And for every member of our congregation and those uh, of the church, that we would look to Jesus first of all, and that we would be a part of that important network, uh, supporting those who need us uh, whenever they face tests, and to be a part of that best ever test prep help group. Pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.